Jay, and on the other end, I have Danny Beard. He is uh, somewhat of a film enthusiast, as am I. I think most people are, because it is a form of entertainment that we all indulge in um, when you got some free time. You got downtime, it's people listen to music, people watch movies, uh, go to the gym, whatever, you know, but... Movies are definitely one thing I know is a staple of most people's diet throughout the world for entertainment. So I'm going to go over some of the top action films from the last four decades today. The list I'm pulling from is off of Rolling Stones, which is a well-distributed and recognized publication that's been around forever. I don't agree with all of their list. It's their top 50. So... Some of them I'm not even going to mention. I'm just going to skip over. But if you want to look at the list, go to the Rolling Stones and look up their top action flicks. And they have 50 of them. We're not going to get to all 50. We're going to talk about the ones that really impacted us in the last four decades. So, Danny, say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. (laughs) Now, Danny... um, is a good person to talk to when it comes to movies, books, history, things like this, because he has a depth of knowledge and an understanding and a lots, lots of different realms, but especially, you know, movies. I thought, hey, man, uh, since he knows so much, why not have a conversation about it with somebody that I can tap into their brain and get some good information, some good feedback. And I love your opinions. I know they'll be good. <laughs> Especially when you're drinking beer. Mm. Well, I only had one, so okay, we get further we'll, in. We'll try and get to a, a 30 pack of beers by the end. Okay, let's talk about this first one here. I already kind of mentioned it to you when we started off uh, our discussion before I hit the record button. The Rock from 1996. A lot of people. Maine have never seen this movie. I mean, if they're our age, 40s, then yes, they were around to catch this in 96. Um, Sean Connery, God bless his soul, has passed. Love the dude. And uh, Nicolas Cage. It's It's a really good action film. If you like Nicolas Cage, and the thing is, is, anything he did pretty much in the 2000s wasn't so good but that film was actually it was really good as a michael bay film so automatically michael bay did it this is why i got you on here dude because you say it i look down there it is michael bay did do it of course you know that shit i know (laughs) so michael bay does he does relatively good films usually um oh and ed harris was in it i love ed harris yeah, Ed he's Harris, Michael Biehn. Yes, Michael Biehn, also the guy that was in Terminator and Navy Seals, and he's been a lot of crap, but um, 
Prince's, uh, uh, yeah, ter- Aliens definitely was one of my favorites. Aliens, from- he was awesome in Aliens. That's another great movie. So this is a great action flick. It's a great story. It's, uh, I'd say from beginning to end, it, it holds your attention. I haven't seen it in so long. I can't really speak to all the specifics about the movie, but I remember... You know, since 96, when it came out, I have probably seen it five, between five and ten times, because I liked it that much. I've watched it plenty of times. It's a good film. I mean, like I said, it's, I think what makes it a good film is, is the actual storyline. Good um, story? It's not that it had, yeah, it didn't have like the, the most superb acting, although, I mean, I'm a huge Sean Connery fan. Yes, um, me too. But I mean, if, if you like, if you like checking out Nicolas Cage act as an FBI agent, which he has in so many <laughs> other films, um, then it's a and good it, film. I mean, it, you know, yeah, a lot it, of it, action. Yeah, and we listed off quite a slew of uh, people that are actually in this movie besides just them. So there's, it's a good cast. It's a great director, great story. So definitely check that one out. Let's move on to the next one on the list. I think it's worthy of speaking of. Taken from 2008, Liam Neeson. Yeah. Did the, they make, did they like make the spinoffs one. of this or did, it was Taken? There's like three films. There's okay, at least th- three films. Okay. I thought there was, but I don't, I either saw them and didn't give a shit or whatever, but I remember the impact that the first one had on me. I thought, man, his dialogue, his delivery, his action scenes, he nailed it on this one. I thought it was really good. I love it when he's yeah, on the phone and he says, I have a specific set of skills. Basically, like you, he's telling the kidnapper that's kidnapped his daughter, you don't want to be fucking with me. You want to settle this right now because I will find you and I will put an end to you, basically. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, I can't really speak to... Uh, the third film, because I didn't watch it, but the second one was not very good. Um, the first like one said, was good because it was well scripted. Yeah, I don't, I don't know shit about it. I don't really have a lot to say about it other than, other than Nicholas, or other than uh, Liam Neeson just running around kicking the shit out of people. So, I mean, yeah. if you're okay with that, then it's it's an okay film. Yeah, it's a lot of <laughs> punching, kicking, shooting, murdering. Um, to get his daughter back from some people that had kidnapped her. It's a good plot. The story is laid out well. Of course, Liam Neeson is like ex-special agent or some shit. So wrong fucking dude to kidnap a daughter from. Okay, moving on. This is an older one. The Fugitive from 1993, Harrison Ford. Do you remember that one? Of course. I didn't kill Uh, my wife. I didn't do it. Yeah, Tommy Lee Jones, man. Tommy Lee Jones chasing him as the he's like an FBI. No, he's a marshal. He's a U.S. marshal chasing him down. And so Harrison Ford has to evade capture the whole time while he's trying to prove his innocence throughout the film. And uh, it was a great movie for the time, and it, probably a lot of other films have been based off this theme. Yeah, but that's it. I'll say it's, it, it was a good one. It was a good one. It was good. The sequel was good. Um, the sequel was U.S. Marshals. Tommy Lee Jones' character, Wesley Snipes, was, Snipes was in it. Ah, um, little Snipes. Always bet on black. <laughs> <laughs> <That's a joke. laughs> 
Okay. We don't have to hang out on that one. There's so many to hit. And some of these are like literally not the top action movies of all time. To me, they're like some of these movies on the list are like some of my favorite movies of all time. Move to the next one. Did this have an impact on you? Because it did for me. Keanu Reeves in Speed. It's the first movie I really, I guess, it's, I think it's the first movie I really noticed him. 1994? Yeah. Him and Sandra Bullock. Yeah, I mean, it was a good, it was Dennis Hopper so. is the terrorist. Dennis Hopper has got them trapped on a bus. They can't drop below 50 miles an hour. It will blow up the bus full of people. So they have to find a way to keep it going, no matter if the road ends, there's traffic, no matter what happens. It makes for a lot of intense situations in the movie. Yeah, it was, it was a pretty decent film as far as like uh, – I guess Keanu Reeves goes in his early action days. Yeah, kind of um, got him out there. It's not no, recognized. It's not, it's not no. It's definitely not no Point Break, but it's it was a it was a decent movie. Um, Point Break is on this list. I saw it on the list, so I don't know where it places. I'll just I'll find it and I'll definitely bring it up because that was probably one of Keanu Reeves' best movies in the beginning well, of his career. I'll have to say, as long as Speed Two Cruise Controlling on there. <laughs> it's, it's, trust me, it's not. Old Jason Patrick. What was yeah. he thinking? Well, I love Jason Patrick, but that was a bomb. Okay, so Speed, yeah. we don't need to spend a lot of time on that. It was a good movie. It's not one of the all time greats to me, but yes, it was good. Um, they have, of course, a superhero movie listed on here. It bounces around on the timeline. They're not staying strictly like to falling. Uh, let's go to 80s, 90s, 2000, on up. It's They've got this rated in order. So what they have next here, you may agree with or may not agree with. It's a superhero flick, Wonder Woman from 2017. Did you like that? I'm not a DC fan. I'm definitely a Marvel fan. And yes. I thought I, think, I agree as, with you. Marvel over DC. As far as and, and here's the thing, man. I think all those movies are entertaining, but to some degree, they kind of let you down. Because if you've ever read the comics, then you're not really getting the full story. Um I will say that the majority of Marvel uh they've done pretty well, but I think I just disagree with like the whole Marvel timeline. As far as DC is concerned, I don't know what they're doing. They just uh, Wonder Woman was it, wasn't bad, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't a bad film, and I think they picked the right person to play the part. And I think it was entertaining for about as entertaining of a DC movie as you can hope for. Yeah, and I, I remember watching it. I did enjoy it. It was good. I didn't expect it to be good because DC has already disappointed multiple times with other attempts at superhero movies. Some of the Batman movies they got right, that's about it for me. So this one I didn't have high expectations. I remember seeing it and going, wow, that was actually really good. So I do remember 2017 catching it and thinking, hey, they might have a hit here. They might be able to keep making these and do all right. Yeah, they're going to keep making them, trust me. <laughs> well, it's, it's, Million, it's, 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 now it's all about female empowerment. We want the, It's like the world wants to see a female kicking ass, a female. And 
let me know what you think, but I see so many movies where they try and force this narrative of a, a woman that can kick everybody's ass, and it's so unbelievable. A woman, in most cases, cannot kick a guy's ass that weighs 50 or 100 pounds more than her. She's going to hit him, and he's going to laugh, and then he's going to throw her down and beat the shit out of her and probably rape her, butt fuck her or something. But it's not going to work out. It's not going to work out well for her. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing. In, 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 in all reality, say you got Black Widow trying to kick the Hulk's ass. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> now, I will say this. Now, I will say this. I will say this, that according to Marvel and according to the writers of Marvel, the most powerful creation of all time was a female, Captain Marvel. And they made a movie oh. about her, Brie Larson played the part. And which, but they, I they, think they, they, they did a good job, her. but if she's supposed to be the most they powerful, they kind her. of like tempered it down a bit, didn't they? Well, it's kind, of, it's kind of like whenever, you know, the X-Men destroyed a god. You know, apocalypse. I mean, come on, man. Really? Yeah. It's just, you know, they don't, they can't stick to the, the actual storyline. Right. They want everything to be, now, you know, you saw the Dark Phoenix, you know, she was a chick. She comes out there and all of a sudden she's the difference maker of killing a god. Right. Now, whether that's about female empowerment or they just did it because they, you know, Want people to look at women differently? I mean, I'm okay with that. There's nothing wrong with women out there kicking people's asses. Hey, I'm all for it. But man, I, if the story's good and I can believe it, great. But when they try and force this female narrative of that this girl can kick anybody's ass, she can kill anybody. There's so many movies I've seen where I don't buy it. I can't stand it. It makes me want to fucking barf because in most cases, I'd say 90% of them, it's not going to work. A female is not going to beat a dude's ass. There's certain women that can carry the part so well, like um, who played Ripley in Aliens? There you go. That was the first impression I had of a woman that played a badass that I could believe because there was something in the way she acted it that I bought it. I could believe that she was tough, die hard, won't quit, no matter what the circumstances are. She's going to find a way to follow through and win, or she'll die trying. I could believe that was, her. That was a good storyline for somebody who's a woman who's terrified, who overcomes her fear, but yet she's still shitlessly terrified because they are fucking aliens. But she <laughs> does what she has to do kind of thing. And not saying that she did it the best, but she did the best she could. And she, in the end, was victorious. That's a little bit different than saying, well, Michelle Rodriguez in Resident Evil, you know, that is just, I don't like her attitude to begin with. She's a hard ass. I don't like her fucking dies, being a badass in anything. Yeah, I don't like her being a yeah, badass in anything. I, don't buy, I never buy her being the gangster badass bitch that she tries to act like she is. Don't buy it. Not one bit. Okay. Anyways, that was Wonder Woman. Yes, and she's not good looking either. So, I mean, at least if you're going to put her as a lead badass chick, make her at least so hot I don't give a fuck if she's badass or not. Which would bring (laughs) us to the the next film I have to mention that they have here on the list, Atomic Blonde 2017. Another girl that is an assassin killer. Um. Charlie Theron, of course, is drop dead gorgeous. He's beautiful. So 
she gets a little past there because she's a beautiful chick. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I remember enjoying this movie when it came out, but it's not one I would repeatedly watch because the story just didn't captivate me. And again, I find it hard to buy her killing and kicking everybody's ass. Sorry, you got me on this. Sorry, women. You got me. I have actually not seen that film. You know what's even funnier? I actually own that film. I have never seen it though. That's really sad. But I do have it. Okay. I have it. I have it because it was an extra. It was two movies on one disc, and that Atomic Blonde was the other movie. I don't even know what the other movie was. I know I watched it, but I just never got around to watching Atomic Blonde. Um, what I was think the after one? watching the one, you watched the one. Which one? I watched the one where uh, you remember the one that has Scarlett Johansson in it, and she got all amped up, and was running around kicking people's asses, and she was like overloaded. Oh, she, she was, was on a drug. Die. She had those drugs in her system. That was a good one, Lucy, I believe it was. Lucy, was it Lucy, yeah, yeah that was, that a, was a fucking cool. But after thing. I saw that, I was like, after I saw that, I was like, I don't think a Tommy Blonde's really going to be, you know, be any better. So I, I just put it off and never watched it. So. I can't comment on it. Charlize Theron is a decent actress. I think um, she's very good. She's been in some decent films. She was in Reindeer Games. I like that. I don't like Ben Affleck, but I like Did that Did you movie. ever see a Monster that she was in? Yeah. She looked like a monster. Yeah, that <laughs> they actually made her look like that uh, hooker that went on a serial killer spree in Florida. It's a true story that it was based on, and uh, she won like numerous awards for that movie. So she's capable of doing great acting. Seen it in plenty of movies that she's done, but that I don't know. This Atomic Blonde, I'm not in total agreement with Rolling Stones of it being on this list, but it was a good flick. I just wouldn't spend my time. You know, if it's really good to me, it's a flick I've probably watched five or ten times because it's what so good. Was it? What number was it? Uh, let me see. I already lost my place here. She's 39 on the list of 50. Oh, wow. I guess uh, people from Rolling Stones just haven't seen enough movies. Yeah, well, this is, this is Rolling Stones' opinion again. I'm just giving you off their list. I mean, this is going to give people great ideas, stuff to go back and fish, look, look for stuff and watch stuff that they may have missed or movies they've seen and they can go, oh, yeah, I agree with Danny or I agree with Jay, whatever, you know. So here's one person that has to come up on the greatest action movies of all time, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Now, absolutely. You think of action movies, you're going to think of fucking Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, people like these. I mean, you got to include them. Bruce Lee, whatever. I mean, so this movie they have on the list, I absolutely agree with this. Predator, the very first one, 1987. I have probably seen this movie 50 freaking times because... Arnold Schwarzenegger is an idol of mine, but not only because of that, the story was dynamic. It was awesome. It was intriguing from the beginning to the end. I watched it when I was a kid. I grew up and I kept watching it over and over and over because the story was good. All the actors were good. The alien that was in it, the predator itself was fucking awesome. And it was kind of scary, but there's, there's lots of action in it, too. I mean, it, it had all these aspects that I was drawn to. The cheesy one-liners, like Arnold throwing a knife and sticking it in a dude, stick around. 
And they go, oh, but we got to get away from, we, yeah, we got to get away from the predator. Run, run for the chopper. Do it, do it now. <laughs> uh, he had so many good, he had so many good one-liners in Predator. It was just a freaking awesome film. And there's been so many spinoffs, Aliens versus Predators and all these different Predator movies and shit now that most people of the current age have, they've probably seen the, you know, most recent stuff in the past few decades they don't go back and see the one from 87 the original predator is the best predator movie of them all in my opinion there's been a lot of them but well, what do you think you know, one of the characters in the original predators uh shane black was the actual actor that played him uh he went on to direct the very last the one that was Predators, and uh, it was not a bad film. I just didn't think it was nearly qualified as like the best action film by any means. None of those films. Now, I mean, you're talking Predator is easily probably one of the top 10, 15 greatest films of all time as far as action films. So, yeah, that's see, that's um, what I think, and it's 37 on their list. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. whatever. Well, I can't I see I don't agree with a lot of shit, but, but they've got a lot of good stuff on the list. Some of the shit's so bad, I'm not even talking about it. So that's why I said at the beginning, if you want to see this list on Rolling Stones, look up the greatest action films of all time, Rolling Stones. Check it out yourself, folks. But I'm cutting straight to the ones that I at least agree with somewhat or absolutely agree with. And I definitely don't agree with the placing. Like you just said, 37 on the list. Predator would be much higher, in my opinion. But... Hey, especially for 87. It came out in 87, and it, I can still watch it and be entertained today. Absolutely. And Schwarzenegger's always going to be, in his prime, he was one of the best best action guys to watch a movie. Okay, I know you're going to love the next one, Dan. Point break. I told you it was coming. They have it as 36 is ahead of, of Predator. 1991, point break. We have Keanu Reeves. Um, who else was in this? There was another great dude in this. Patrick Swayze, Patrick Swayze. That, that passed away. Um, this was in when he was in his prime doing stuff. And unfortunately, some cancer got him, correct? Pancreatic. Pancreatic. So he died at a very young age. Sad, because I bet he would still be cranking out badass movies today. Um, but he was good at action. Good actor. A very physically fit dude, handsome. Most women wanted to get a bone from him. Um, so you got <laughs> you got these. Tell that dog to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, dog. <laughs> Don't they know we're having a serious yeah, fucking podcast that millions of people want to hear? Yeah. I apologize that time I'm in the country and I'm like literally outside in the middle of the woods and there's dogs and people on fucking four wheelers running around here. So that movie was directed by a woman named Catherine Bigelow. I don't think a lot of people know who she is. She actually, uh, dude, this is why I love you, Danny. When we talk about shit like this, it's listed right there. Karen. Catherine Bigelow was a first rate action director after the lip smacking blood sucking mayhem of near dark. Yep. With Bill Paxton. And I and, love Bill uh, Paxton. He was awesome. That was a good film. That was a good film. It seemed kind of cheesy for its time because it's like 1989, I do believe. But 
that was a good film as well. Um, and not an action film though, horror film definitely. It was about vampires, sucking yeah. each other's blood. Now, the one thing so, about this film, you know, I think. Uh, do you think a lot of movies have copied Point Break with the bank robbers putting on the masks and whether it be clown masks or whatever? In this film, it was presidents. They all were a different president. Yeah, they uh, actually remade it in 2015, which was tragic. They did? Um, absolutely terrible. Yeah. No, you don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm trust just going to say that it, 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 it does not even come close to um, the type of film that the original Point Break from 91 was. It was just a phenomenal film compared to anything anybody's attempted since. And I've seen movies like Dead Presidents. I've seen, like, there's other movies that have that kind of somewhat formula to it where, you know, you get into the bank robbing thing, stuff like that. Those guys were, like, supposedly, like, retired military and got into bank robbing. Um there has been some good films that have kind of come close to that, but as far as like anybody who's never seen the first point break, dude, you have to see it. It's yes, absolutely. Freaking lootly. And another cool little Plus, fact is the red hot chili peppers make a spotlight in the beach scene. Wouldn't it? Uh, well, uh, Anthony Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis, but Fleet wouldn't flee there with them too, or was I wrong about that? No, 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 flee. It was just Anthony Kiedis. for that one. James yeah, James LaGrosse was in it. That guy's, uh, nobody probably knows who he is, but he's like been a supporting actor in like over 150 films. I mean, dude's been around. That's, yeah. He's a good pretty, actor. Yeah, definitely. There's somebody I'm thinking of that I was going to compare to that. There's some supporting actors that are so freaking phenomenal and they're in so many films and they just don't get recognition. It just blows me away. But anyways, this is a freaking... Good action movie. It's got great actors in the prime of their career. Uh, point Break, check that one out. Don't miss that one. Let's see what they got Surfing next. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's that's like, that's like two really good. Uh, you know, there's surfing. There's have. bank robbery. There's all sorts of the skydiving. They do all sorts of cool crap in that. Okay. Next, another superhero movie that I much more agree with than Wonder Woman. Avengers Endgame. So the Avengers series, I think, was three or four movies. I think it was four movies. But uh, the Endgame is, of course, the last one from 2019, where there's the big clash to stop Thanos from destroying half of the universe's population. Because the overpopulation is destroying and causing havoc in Thanos' mind. And if we cut the population in half, like most governments here on uh, this earth believe, it's going to improve things. <laughs> hey, I'm not, hey, not going to lie. If I could find those stones, I'd do it myself. <laughs> Danny would be Thanos. That was a good, that was a good movie. It was a good movie, man. Obviously, the cast was just ridiculously overloaded with every single human being that you could think of that's ever been in a movie. Yeah, they had everybody um, good. Roland to me was probably the best part of that film. Um, he did his, a his fantastic job, uh, yes. He just, uh, man, he really he really stepped on everyone in that movie as far as, it, it just like, <laughs> literally, I mean, but like, his <laughs> acting is just really, really good. Yeah, I'm not a huge Josh Brolin fan, but man, he was great in that. Even though he was a CG character, you know? 
but it's amazing because he is a CG character, but they used motion capture, literally a camera right in front of his face with little dots on every aspect of his face to capture his performance. So it's actually him acting as this guy. And that's why the performance is so good is because they're actually naturally capturing every part of his face and the movements and the delivery along with his speech pattern. So it's realistic. So Thanos is believable. And it works. And if you've never seen Josh Brolin in real life, he really is that ugly. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, I was going to say, nah. everybody makes fun of the freaking nutsack chin on Thanos. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 it, it, if nobody knows, if you haven't seen this, it's like every Marvel character that they have made a movie about is in this. Thanos is the ultimate bad guy trying to destroy everything, destroy everybody, basically. But uh, it's it was a blockbuster. I think it broke all box office records at the time when it came out, beating out Avatar, Titanic, all that shit. So it, yeah, it was, was it was freaking awesome. It was a great movie. I really enjoyed it. I've seen it multiple times. Okay, on to the next one. Now we regress going back to the past, 1990. A very popular film came out. Schwarzenegger again. Total Recall. I would put Predator above this, but they didn't. They picked Total Recall. Total Recall was really good. Schwarzenegger rocked in this. It wasn't so much about his body. They didn't show that a whole lot. But uh, he did good in this film. It was a great storyline. Um, it's very relatable about how government or corporations try to repress and control people, especially right now we can relate to this, but it's on Mars. Hey, you, know, you know, it's funny, man, because you know how a Cohagen in the film was charging people for oxygen. I don't yes. see our planet being very far. Off. I know. So, you know it's like, kind of funny. That's what I'm saying. Like it's, it's, you know it's relatable, right? The watching this movie, you can like yes. look at times now and go, our governments are kind of like this Cohagen dickhead. Well, even even knowing that, like Elon Musk and all these idiots that are up there trying to like cultivate Mars, you know, eventually that's probably what they'll do. They'll build a dome, and be like, "Well, we're going to charge y'all for air." Well, you know? once once you're trapped and you're under their power, then you have to do what they say, or they can just literally cut you off. And that's what they did in this film. They were cutting off people's oxygen and killing them because they weren't doing what they were told to be done by this Cohagen guy that controlled everything. Well, hopefully in the future, if poor bastards do end up on Mars, living in a dome, maybe they too will be able to find an alien technology to save that planet. Yes, and hopefully that's there's all you can hope for. And you got to have an Arnold Schwarzenegger around. <laughs> and, and and a Rachel Tocotten and Sharon Stone. Yes, Sharon Stone is the villain in this. Which I won't ruin it if you've never seen it. Of course, it's been from 1990. I don't know how I could fucking spoiler this, but you, a lot of people have seen the current one with Colin Farrell in it. It's on Netflix. It's a fucking horrible redo of this movie. It didn't capture the spirit of the movie. They changed a lot of shit in the story. Yes, some of it's the same, but I mean, give me a fucking break. It's not even comparable. It's not incredible. You know what's funny, man? If they would have if they would have done that film and not called it Total Recall, I would have been cool with that. Like it wasn't a bad film. It just it just assassinated Total Recall by redoing it so horribly. 
Okay, so there's a lot of that going around. Yes, and I the one thing I do like, especially about that, it, that was a period of time where it wasn't so bad to like knock a bitch out or punch a bitch, and Schwarzenegger did knock the shit out of Sharon Stone in that movie, and I remember that being a very fun moment. You can't, yeah, you can't get away with it nowadays, especially with the directors they have. I mean, that was a Paul Ber, a Paul Verhoeven film, dude. So it was like no holds barred. They, he wanted you bitches notice, beating the shit out of each other, and <laughs> slapping people around. You notice as you go further that not that Sharon Stone was fucking ruthless in that film, trying to kill people too. But um, as you go further back, there's like a political correctness isn't so much in the movies as it is now. Yeah. You get more and more well, to the, I mean, the decade, the age we're in, and like per- political correctness takes over, and let's make the lead character transgender, or let's uh, make the woman a kick ass, and all guys are submissive to her. And it's, you know, it's, it's so funny. Everything's about being politically correct. Well, and too, like I said, you know, a lot of it has to do with the, the out, outwardly amount of balls that directors have these days. Paul Verhoeven, the thing about him was is he didn't give a fuck. I mean, he's the guy who did the original RoboCop, and they remade that too. Oh my so, god. I don't even think that's on this list, but the original RoboCop you just mentioned was fucking ruthless for the time it came out. The graphic as fuck. Like the, uh, the scene where they kill the cop that is to turn into RoboCop that undergoes the transformation, the experiment, they fucking blow him away with shotguns point blank and they show it all blowing his arm off and everything. It's gory. It's unsettling at the stomach to watch it for that period of time. It shocked a lot of people. Especially since I, I enjoyed it so much more, man, after watching that 70s show and you know, the character that's on there, red, the yes, he's, dad, the, he's so awesome. Know, he, was, he was the bad guy. He was he the was bad good. guy. And he just sitting there fucking cackling and laughing about this bloody piece of shit of a cop laying on the ground. And he's like, oh, does that hurt? I mean, I'm just laughing my ass. I thought it was funny as fuck, dude. And yeah, it was. It was a gruesome scene it, for that time. It was. But then again, if you look at 80s, if you look at 80s horror films and action films, man, they were gruesome. They were raw. They didn't give a fuck. Nowadays, everything seems to be censored. Yeah, great point. And of course, if I go back in time and start talking about not action flicks, but horror movies, that would be another talk for me and you to have that I know we'd have fun with because, you know, like 80s, 90s horror movies, some of the best ones ever, for sure. Hands down to me. I've got, I definitely have way more in depth information on that genre, for sure. They were so fun. I do love action films. Oh, I do too. Horror films. Well, maybe we'll do horror movies next. I love action. I love action films, but damn, I still, yeah. I still just die laughing at horror films. <laughs> They're the best. They were more campy and more fun back then too. That it's like they were made to not. They're not only just gory and scary, but they pulled like little tricks to make them fun and enjoyable too for you. You could have a laugh watching them. You didn't have to just be scared shitless. You also usually could get a laugh out of some of the more campy ones like Evil Dead and stuff like that. Yeah. Absolutely. Nothing better than watching Bruce Campbell dance around like a fool. Oh, one of my favorites. Okay. Up, up fucking demons. <laughs> yes. All right. On, on to your next one. 
Yes. Okay. So total recall there. That was a good one. Um, this one is classic. Absolutely belongs in action movie hall of fame for sure. The Lord of the Rings series. Of course, I think it's kind of rated low on 20. It'd be, it's, it's 29 on our list, but Peter Jackson's films, all of the Lord of the Ring films are fucking classic. They are some of the best films in this genre it's not just action it's fantasy it's 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 medieval it's there's a it's a different world it shows you that directors it shows you that directors from new zealand actually know what the fuck they're doing that was uh oh yeah if if nobody's ever seen it i'm gonna go ahead and throw in a horror film called dead alive the peter jackson (laughs) directed because that scene with the lawnmower is one of my favorites. Absolutely. Peter Jackson did make a hilarious horror movie. Oh, he made a few back in the day. But uh, that one particularly, when the guy straps a lawnmower on his chest, starts it up and runs through a room full of zombies, that shit killed me, dude. I was like, wow, man. That was creative. This guy went on to do do The Lord of the Rings, amongst other films, man. You would never think he made a horror movie where a guy straps a freaking lawnmower on himself and runs through a room and just slaughters everybody in front of him. But yes, he did. If you, 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 if you saw Dead Alive, you would not think he made this epic film trilogy of Lord of the Rings. But yes, he did. And a lot of people would say the same thing. A lot of people will say the same thing about Sam Raimi, but he did Evil Dead and then went on to do the Spider-Man movies. And Sam Raimi makes great movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, There's a great comparison too because he did horror films first but he moved on to mainstream action genre blockbuster films awesome storytelling ability with his directing and peter jackson the same here with lord of the rings um but this this series i know you liked it you had to enjoy the lord of the rings i don't know anybody really that says Uh, i hate lord of the rings i think it's like it's probably pretty comparable to say that if you just take the first three, not the other three, although I think they're all good. The Hobbit series is good too, but Lord of the Rings is better. Yeah, if you take those first three as far as a trilogy, I would I would definitely put them in probably right there in the top ten best trilogies of all time. Like, for real. Like, they yes. were really good. I'm in total um, agreement They spared no expense, no expense in the acting. God dang, some of the actors they had in that were just awesome. Uh, and I don't mean like the main characters. I mean, just like even the supporting cast was just phenomenal. It's mind blowing how um, like every person is freaking awesome in their own right. Could have been a lead character in this film. Seriously. Yeah. So they, they did had, it right. They, had, they cast it right. Yeah, they did good, man. That was a good film. And it's definitely, if anybody hasn't seen them, which believe it or not, I talked to somebody that actually had never seen them. Well, then yeah, anybody like, that has seen that this, yeah, if you haven't like, seen Lord of the Rings, start at number one and work your way through it. And I would say probably just go ahead and fucking buy it because you'll watch it again. I promise you will. I've watched the series, no telling how many times, all three of them over and over and over because it's so freaking good. And just dive into that world, forget about everything, and enjoy everything from the cinematography, the landscape. The uh, freaking characters, the acting, um, 
it's just the they got CGI monsters and all sorts of different stuff. I mean, it's just it's mind-blowingly badass. Not, the not, whole not to mention, not to mention the fact the story itself. I mean, it's a, it's a Tolkien story, so J.R.R. Tolkien best-selling book, ever, right? No, were, but were the books did they good. do the the books didn't do well. No, the books did well, but it's probably nowhere near the best selling. I mean, not as compared. Far as like you can't compare it to the movie, know. so you can't compare it to the movie, but it did well. Okay, well there you go, Lord of the Rings. It's not very high on the list, being twenty nine, but hey, it belongs there. I agree with that, so I had to mention it. Here's one that's on the list that you may not have even seen. A lot of people, I guarantee you, haven't seen. I've watched this multiple times. I love this movie, Edge of Tomorrow. I've seen it. Tom Cruise. Yep. He keeps it's like Groundhog Day, which is a comedic movie, but this is an action movie where he is stuck repeating the same day, doesn't know why, has to figure it out. It's an action film. It's futuristic to where we have uh exoskeleton type suits where they can wear them to give them powers. There's an alien invasion. What is causing him to repeat this day? He's got to figure it out every day. He dies and he has to get up and get everybody to work with him, even though he's a nobody and comes to the ending. And it's, it's phenomenal to me. It's, it, I don't understand how this didn't do better than it did and lots of people haven't seen it because it's a great freaking movie um they were still trying to get over the fact that tom cruise is a fucking weirdo cruise in his personal life is different than cruise as an actor i love him as an actor i don't agree with all of his points of view in his personal life that's the problem that's see that's the problem people can't realize that just actors are actors yes they're people outside of acting but you don't Pay to know what they're doing in life. I mean, you well, just want to be entertained, right? Lots of them are activists or outspoken with their opinions and shit like that. And I don't think anybody should give a shit. They're famous because they're good at acting and they're great in movies or they're very pretty or they're very handsome. But you should give a shit less what they care about in politics or their religion, Scientology and Xenu, and you can have your own planet after you die. I mean, Fuck all that Xeno shit and Scientology. Sorry, Tom Cruise. Love you as an actor, but you're fucking crazy with that shit and uh, whatever else you're doing. Don't agree with it. But this movie, Edge of Tomorrow, was a fucking killer. And I don't think a lot of people have seen it, so they need to go back and check on that one. It was 2014 that it came out. Emily Blunt was in it as his sidekick, and she was great. British actress Emily Blunt. She's pretty lady. something else. Yeah, she's and a great then, uh, actress. We mentioned Bill Paxton. Paxton, Paxton. He was the general, wasn't he? Yeah. Holy shit! Mm-hmm. That's why. That's why I knew that you were the person to talk to, man. Because there's certain things I'm just <laughs> not. You know, I I can't remember this shit. Uh, okay, so there we go. That's one of those uh, sleeper hits that I think a lot of people miss. Go check that one out. Next, we're going to go all the way back to 1980. George Lucas, The Empire Strikes Back, the original Star Wars shit, not all this bullshit nowadays that's coming out that's trash that Disney's producing. Go back to Luke Skywalker fucking fighting Darth Vader. 
the original, 1980, The Empire Strikes Back. Badass. That's when Star Wars was good. They got it yeah, listed. I agree. I agree with it. I looked through the good. list. There's, there, there's no other Star Wars on here. They're right about that. <laughs> Especially if you like Star Wars made by some guy that did that shitty fucking group of movies called Transformers. Fuck J.J. Abrams. Although I do like that TV show he did, Person of Interest. That was a good show. Um, outside of that, I'm not a huge J.J. Abrams fan. He has done some good films and some good TV shows. But uh, I like the, Abrams. The problem with the, the last three films that were done were done by Abrams, and it just felt like J.J. Abrams' Star Wars. It didn't feel like George Lucas. And yes, that's because I it agree. wasn't. It yeah, sold out. Yeah, the, the he sold his company. Yeah, to Luke. Disney for billions of dollars. Smart move. Smart guy. Because yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure he was done at that point anyway. He's so, got to be like I'm at the end I don't of my think life. Out. If he would have held on to it, the only problem with Luke is holding on to it. He's getting near the end of his life. He probably doesn't have too much more material to keep putting into the Star Wars world so at least this way it lives on to him that's good and then he gets millions or billions of dollars whatever the fuck he made from selling the series off and giving away all the rights to you know them doing uh, toys and whatever comics he just sold the rights off to Star Wars he's I'm out smart move his family set for life he still makes millions and millions just off of Industrial Light and Magic, dude. His well, uh, They do a fantastic job on everything they're involved in. I mean, all the movies I see yeah. them involved in, the special effects are fucking fantastic. Basically, special effects was born from Star Wars and the development of Industrial Light and Magic and him putting together that company. They started breaking ground. Steven Spielberg used them for that groundbreaking movie, Jurassic Park. I mean, yeah. they've been ahead of the curve for everything. Yeah. That's all born of George Lucas and his, you know, drive and will to make things fantasy appear real on film for people. So the original Star Wars series definitely belongs on the list. I believe you should check them out if you haven't seen them. You, most people nowadays only seen the newer Star Wars crap, and it's just it doesn't have the depth, the character development, all the stuff that really matters. They may not have the best special effects back then, but they were the best movies. Next, we'll move on to, and I can't believe they have this listed ahead of Star Wars, but I do believe it fits in here. Fast and Furious series, the Fast Five they have listed from 2011, which is the entry point for The Rock. Dwayne Johnson enters on Fast Five. And it's the last one Paul Walker was in before he died. Terrible movie. Terrible I enjoyed series. It. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed oh. it. There's, there's, I've seen every one of the... Fast and Furious movies. I understand why a lot of people don't like them because they're super unrealistic, really uh, cheesy. The action, there's no way it could happen. And some of the actors are pretty pathetic, especially like that woman you no, mentioned no, earlier. No. Oh, Michelle Rodriguez. I, yeah. I can't stand her, and she's in every one of them. And no offense to uh, Diesel. You know, God bless his soul. No. 
Paul Walker. He's a horrible actor. I hate saying that too because I don't like speaking ill of people that have died, but he was not a good actor. He was just like a pretty guy. That's all he was. Well, maybe. Maybe maybe he was born again and now he's a race car driver not wrecking into trees. I don't know. But I don't even think he was driving the car that he was in. It. Was he even driving or do you know? I don't know. Yeah, that's as far as I know, it was his friend's car that he was in that was hot riding and flew into a tree and decapitated both of them. But anyways, it's well, on the list. Maybe Paul Walker should have been driving. Maybe he should have been. Then maybe that's the whole problem. But Fast Five's on the list. I believe a lot of the Fast and Furious series was very good. The, actually, the last one I went and saw, it was at the theater not too long ago. It was actually really good. Um, the action, of course, was stupid, ridiculous, special effects. None of it's realistic. None of it could ever happen. No fucking way in hell. And, of course, the girl, Michelle Rodriguez, being a badass and, you know, like... Oh, Vin Diesel. I mean, a lot of the shit they do. I'm going to have to say, dude, that I feel that other than the first film, especially like movies like Tokyo Drift and stuff like that, I believe that those are the kinds of uh, DVDs that you find in clear cases along the the Nicolas Cage and Bruce Willis films of today in gas stations. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I I just think they're terrible, man. There you I'm go. Just, we finally found one it. that me and you don't completely agree on. I'm not saying that they're great films or that they're classics. And I cannot believe Rolling Stones put that so fucking high on the list above some of the other movies we talked about. But there we go. I told you, I told you man. They hadn't seen enough movies. Okay. Here's one you or, or just may tired. agree with. You may not. I know me and you both respect and like Quentin Tarantino movies. So they have Kill Bill Volume 1 and 2 from 2003 and 2004 listed here as number 23. I enjoyed Kill Bills. Both of them were great. Uma Thurman did a fantastic job. And lots of chopping, hacking, blood and guts. Great dialogue. That's one thing Quentin Tarantino you're going to get is wonderful dialogue in his movies. Yeah, he's a guy definitely you ask Quentin Tarantino and he'll tell you he can't shut the fuck up. So he's always been good at scripting, especially like I've watched him do like films where like even his parts like in four rooms where he's just like unscripted, man. He's just going off doing his thing. And that's cool and all. Kill Bill series was okay. I don't believe it belongs on that list by any means, but I do think they're okay. I just look at stuff like Reservoir Dogs and think Kill Bill just didn't have the capacity Reservoir Dogs. Did, if we're talking about they only cost Tarant- twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, but you're looking at Quentin Tarantino's best films, and yeah, Kill Bill's not his best. Of course, Pulp Fiction I think is probably his best movie ever. Reservoir Dogs was fucking awesome. That's like one of his first ones, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So, but it's on the list. I thought I don't want to knock it off the list. Just not mention it. All Quentin Tarantino's films are worth a watch. Every single one of them is unique, has great dialogue, uh, very unique scenes that you may not have seen before in any other kind of film. He just translates thing on things on film that I don't see other directors do it. He's got a special way of communicating to the audience that I like. 
here's an interesting thing. A portion of Kill Bill was converted to black and white because it was so gory, it was going to get an NC-17 rating. So they converted it to black and white. That makes sense. I do remember it being very gory. Uh, some of the scenes where she's chopping at people with swords. So interesting. Okay. On to number 22. You're probably not going to agree with this one. I don't know if I do either, but it's worth a mention. Logan. I love Hugh Jackman as uh, Wolverine. Uh, the X-Men. He was in all the X-Men, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. And then he got his own series and uh, did some Wolverine movies. Logan was one of them, 2017. Um, what did you think about it? He's older. It was okay. I mean, I... I thought she could travel back in time and kill that little redheaded bitch that played the Dark Phoenix. Um, <laughs> I couldn't stand that. Um, but then again, of course, I guess we wouldn't have Jean Grey, which... Famke Janssen is Jean Grey. That's a whole different story. Famke yeah, Janssen was like But the, the film, Logan, it was okay. I mean, if you just want to be mildly entertained by some Marvel crap they're throwing together, then you're probably going to be entertained. If you like watching Wolverine do his thing and hack people up with his metal blades, and it's okay. I mean, I, I'm not going to say it belongs on that list by any means because it doesn't. I don't not, think it's like a top 200. Yeah, not on the place it has on this list, but I did want to mention it because I do love Hugh Jackman's acting and delivery as Wolverine. I just don't know about Logan being on the list there where it's at or even on the top 50. So, But anyways, worth a mention, I don't agree with everything they have exactly on this list where it's at. Here's an interesting mention at number 20. Another one I don't agree with, but I did like the movie. Midnight Run. Do you remember Robert De Niro in this? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was okay. Definitely not one of Robert De Niro's best films by any means. Um, if you're talking about a good, badass De Niro action film, if he is not on that list, they failed. It's because not, he it's is probably one of the best. Wow, he, dude. Wow. He was fucking awesome. You got Al Pacino dueling against Robert De Niro in that. Uh, you got Val, Val Kilmer in his Tom prime. Yeah, Tom Simon. I mean, that was a way better story, much better action, a lot more Danny, drama. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo, not in a Robert Rodriguez film, was okay. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, it was a fucking cool film. Not to mention all the female supporting cast in that. Amy Brenneman, Ashley Judd. Jesus Christ, dude. I mean, it was awesome. It was such a cool film. Yeah, it was so probably, and it was a Michael Mann film. It was a Michael Mann film. How was that not on there? What about Last of the Mohicans? That was a Michael Mann film. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me. I'm getting, I'm getting down to number 20 and Midnight Runs on there. So, dude, I don't know. Wow. That they fucking suck at Rolling Stone. Sorry, man. Okay, Midnight Run, they had it on there. Just thought I'd bring it up because I do, I do love Robert De Niro. It's just, as far as like, I don't know what most of his movies are listed as. Probably drama, not action. But I don't even know how that one found it on the list. It was okay. I watched it one time. Very forgettable. I don't remember most of it. Um, I will tell you this much, dude. I want to say, I want to say, dude, 
being like probably one of the biggest De Niro fans on the planet, dude, other than his personal life, I think he's an asshole, but as far too. as his acting, I, totally agree. I believe, I, yeah, he's, he's kind of a piece of shit in real life, but, uh, um, that I found out in the last few years, um, had no idea until he started publicly speaking, um, which he shouldn't have. <laughs> like we talked about a while ago, don't listen to these motherfuckers talk in public and and agree with them or believe in any of the shit they say. They're great actors or actresses. That's all the fuck they are. Usually they're fucking insane in their private lives and what they believe in politically or anything else they have to say religions all that shit robert de niro has fallen into that category for me fucking one of the best actors but he's fucking insane when he talked about politics or personal beliefs well i I just want to say dude that they they did an epic fail because any movie yes robert de niro was in it but here's the thing charles groden was the opposite actor of Robert De Niro in that film. And not to like say Charles Groton's a bad actor or anything, but you can't have a film with Charles Groton and Robert De Niro and call it an action film to begin with. It wasn't really even much of an action film. Yeah, I get it. There, more you know, of a comedy? Whole, Do you feel like it's more of a comedy? Or trying think, to be yes, a, yes, trying, I mean, trying to be a comedy? Drama, kind of a dramedy, if anything. You know? Yeah, I, I didn't There's feel like one, it fit, fit on the list, honestly. I will tell everybody the high point of that film is that Danny Elfman did the music. That is the high point of that film. Danny Elfman does all the good shit pretty much. But outside of that, unless you care about movie soundtracks, you know, um, I don't think that one's even worth watching. So (laughs) I didn't enjoy it. I love your... way of viewing some of these films. Um, I know me and you don't totally agree on all these for sure. I thought it was an okay film. You think it's a throwaway film. It definitely didn't belong as number 20 on a fucking list of 50 of the best action films. Here's here's, here's another thing I want to add. Out of the 150 films De Niro's done, that was probably (laughs) like number 105 or something. Yeah, I Like, I mean, De Niro's done so many badass films, man. I mean... He has. Totally just, agree. You can just literally type in Robert De Niro and get a list of badass fucking films. That shouldn't even be in the top fucking 50. Let's He's been some fucking one. stinkers, too. He's been in what? He's been a lot of stinkers, too. They all have. Oh, yeah, I know he has. Yeah, He's not uncapable Rocky of having Yeah, he's had some misses. You know, I was counting on some... some I always just... I've seen him in so many good films. I always count on if he's in it. Oh, it's going to be fucking great. But I've seen some that just like were big bombs that he did. Let's move on to the next one, though. This one, I do believe uh, it belongs on here. The rebirth of the 007 series um, in 2006, Casino Royale. Daniel Craig taking on the role of 007. Daniel Craig is not James Bond. Well, I like this one. Daniel Craig cannot be, he cannot be James Bond. It's not possible. He looks like George Lazenby, like the one guy that played Bond for one movie and was like, he wasn't even an actor. He was like some rich philanthropist or some shit. I don't know. But he, he, that's who he was. Dude, Daniel Craig's a good actor. Daniel Craig's been in some good films. Yes. But 
He's not. He's not fucking James Bond, man. Pierce Brosnan <laughs> was fucking James Bond. Roger Moore was James Bond. Even Sean fucking Connery was James Bond. I'll even throw dipshit in there. Timothy Dalton was still a better Bond. What's so objectionable about Daniel Craig being James Bond? His blonde hair, for one. His fucking blonde hair and the fact that he can't carry... Okay, the thing is, it's like... You look at Pierce Brosnan, he's not the greatest fucking actor on the planet. In fact, I would say him and Craig are <laughs> very similar in acting, but at least Pierce Brosnan, maybe it was the writing. I don't know. Maybe it was the writing. But Pierce Brosnan was that charismatic, you know, womanizing badass. Right. Where Daniel Craig, he just can't pull it off, man. He just doesn't. It doesn't, it doesn't seem real to me. Not to say his action sequences aren't good, because they are. Yeah, the action and scenes I were watched, fucking phenomenal in all the Bond films that he did. Oh, yeah. I mean, I watched, I, that was the first one I watched, it was Quantum of Souls, Solstice, and then after that, I watched one other one. I did not see, no, I'm sorry, I watched Casino Royale, and then I watched Quantum Souls. There was another one that he did that I did not watch. I think he's actually done four now, if I'm not mistaken. There was one that came out recently I haven't seen. That's probably the one I'm thinking of. Yeah. I um, didn't it. do that. We did do that, that Quantum of Stolz, and I thought it was a good film, but it wasn't. I just couldn't look at it as a James Bond film. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's exited in the series now. With the, he has done his last James Bond movie, so you don't have to be upset about that anymore. They'll find somebody new, and it'll probably be just as upsetting as who they picked to be the new guy for Batman. Um, Probably Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber's <laughs> the next James Bond. <laughs> oh fuck, that's awesome. Uh, but I, listen, <laughs> hey, his his entry here into the James Bond realm with Casino Royale, it was good. I liked all of the Bond films that he did. Danny hates them. Whatever, you can like it or hate it. I say if you hadn't seen I, it, you should I didn't check. say I hate him. I didn't say I hate him. I didn't, I didn't say that was the feeling films. I got. I just, was that he should? I just, James, I'm just James saying he's not believable. He's not believable as James Bond. That's all I'm saying. So they should have just started out the film with him pulling his gun out and blowing his face off. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a great way to go. Then he could have been like the, the walking. Then he could have started a Walking Dead James Bond series. <laughs> Uh, he could have just blown his head off and they could have immediately got a new actor. <laughs> okay, so there you Enter go. Enter Justin Bieber. <laughs> oh, fuck. It could, okay, be like, uh, it could be like uh, him doing show tunes as James Bond. Oh, God. I don't even want to go there. Good Lord. But they probably will because, I mean, like I just mentioned like with Batman Robert Patrick is the new Batman that makes me want to fucking barf as if Ben Affleck hey, wasn't bad hey, enough hey, hey. Correct. correction not Robert Patrick Robert Pattinson oh Pattinson yeah Robert Patrick's the old Terminator don't, Robert don't degrade Robert Patrick <laughs> no Robert He's Patrick right, was awesome man. yeah Pattinson, I'm sorry. I don't know how you feel about the new Batman coming out, but that's a fucking joke to me. Already, just you, him playing Batman. A fucking weenie like that guy playing who's supposed think, to be a fucking badass. Robert Pattinson is a think, weenie. Do you think his suit's going to glitter? Do you think his suit's going to like glow? It should, it should have like Twilight. 
his main fucking villain should be a werewolf. Vampires, dude. What the fuck? Anyways, that, that's the villain the, should be a fucking nine millimeter. Uh, I'm, not, I'm just uh, that's you, you. The way you feel, like you know, oh, what's his name? Can't play Bond. Daniel Craig. That's the way I feel about Robert Pattinson playing uh, Batman. I'm like, I don't even have to see it to know he doesn't fit. Oh no, 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 no. Let me let me correct you real quick, dude. I don't feel nearly as strong about Daniel Craig being 007 as I do Robert Pattinson being Batman. <laughs> I mean, that's, okay. that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Okay. Well, then we're in alignment on that one for sure. I know that's getting off the subject of this list of action films, but great to mention it because it's about to be coming out here, I think, in another month. And I expect or hope that it bombs at the fucking box office and everywhere else as everybody throws up as he is revealed as Batman because it's fucking give me a break. You know, it's not going to happen. People are going to go see it because they're that fucking bored and have too much money. Furthermore, they want to see a glittery fucking vampire play Batman. It's no different to me is what you said about Justin Bieber might well be the next 007. That's what Robert Pattinson is to me as Batman. He's a fucking a little fag boy, uh, pretty guy playing Batman. <laughs> Batman's supposed to be like a physical, like top physical specimen of the human species without fucking superpowers. How the fuck is Robert Pattinson uh, the top physical specimen? I'm not the top physical specimen of human beings, and I could whoop the shit out of that dude. That's because he's a glittery vampire. Okay. So, anyways, me and Danny don't want to puke, so we'll stop talking about it. <laughs> we'll both be fucking throwing up on our microphones. Uh, number 18 on this list is worth a mention. Mission Impossible, Tom Cruise is back, 2018. They're calling Fallout one of the best Mission Impossibles. I disagree. I think the first one was the best. The first one was awesome. Uh, the Mission Impossible Maybe series that Tom Cruise did was good. I think it was the best because it built the character resignation of Mission Impossible. A lot of people that don't follow or don't know the history behind the Mission Impossible, it, it kind of made it to where it was like, it was a TV show. A lot of people don't know that, but it was a TV show at one point. And um, they did a pilot. They ran it. it. It didn't do well. There was books written about it. Um, but I think that like when Tom Cruise first entered into that, I mean, there was a lot of good cast like John Voight and Emilio Estevez, and although they yes. all die relatively quick, <laughs> it was just a good film, man. It built it up, and it was really cool. And then the second one was terrible. I didn't like it. I thought it was terrible. The third one was, was the better. John Woo? Was John Woo the director on the second one? You know, I don't know. I'm not going to say he was, but it definitely felt like some John Woo. Nah, I don't want to say it felt like it. I've seen some good John Woo films. Um, I don't know. I, I think that, like, not to say adding Ving Rhames and people like that was a bad idea. It just didn't work out. Like, the storyline was weak. Um, it didn't seem very Mission Impossible. But the third one came out, and then I felt a little bit better about it. I was like, okay, this is this is all right. And I went on to watch the fourth one, the fifth one. I, I went Ghost Protocol, all those. I went, went on to watch them, and... Um, 
they're all entertaining because it's Tom Cruise. And Tom Cruise, believe it or not, that little tiny piece of shit is one of the best action characters you can ever see. It's because he's, he's, he's so, so good. good He's so good. I, I believe he's such a good actor. And then the fact that he throws himself into whatever movie he does, if he's got to do the action, he tries to do the stunt unless it's going to kill him. He'll do the stunt. So they don't have to have a stunt man jump in for him, which is another admirable thing about Tom Cruise. So he's a great actor. He's handsome. Lots of women love Tom Cruise for that. Um, and then, in general, most of these films are just, they're just fun to watch, period, to me. I think there's six of them now, is there not? Yes, at yes. least. So, the Mission Impossible series is good to check out. They picked this one that has Henry Cavill in it, the guy that played Superman. Um, he was, like, the villain, the main villain Tom Cruise had to take on in the end. Uh, so, it was a good one, 2018. Danny doesn't think it was the one of the best. I enjoyed it. I just say the Mission Impossible series is worth a watch, kind of like the Lord of the Rings series. Um, moving on from that, number 17. This was a, a monumental moment in cinema to me, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. And a lot of people will never watch it, never see it, haven't seen it. But it was a foreign film made for basically an American audience. And uh, they did lots of crazy unbelievable action scenes in this that basically I think uh, is kind of like Matrix type action scenes or something um, you know flying around kicking punching in the air and crap like that uh, I don't remember who the actors were he says here Chow Yun Fat which he was in some other action films and he's he acts in America Chow Young Fat was like, dude, he was like the Chinese badass dude with handguns. Like he was in Yes, that's what he was known for. Films, dude. Yeah, he was not so much but like not a martial, martial artist. Arts. They made him a yeah, martial artist I mean, in a film. He's not really a martial artist. Like I like that movie, the, Re the replacement killers, dude. I thought he was that's badass. That's what I remember that. him from. But, uh, yeah, dude. Michelle Yo. A lot of people probably don't know who that is, but she's, dude, she's the bomb. She's good. She was so fucking amazing. Just an awesome actress, very beautiful, wonderful Asian lady. Uh, Ang Lee actually directed that movie. And a lot of people probably are like, who the fuck is Ang Lee? Well, that's probably because <laughs> you don't watch a lot of Chinese films. But if you watch really good Chinese films, you'll know that Ang Lee is like one of the top directors over there. So um in fact there's a, a lot of uh uh i say probably some of the better action films even throughout the 90s and 2000s man come from uh, asian cinema so and i'm, I'm not saying just martial arts stops film. everybody gets a bad you know insinuation that because you say asian film oh it's got to be bruce lee or it's got to be some kind of chinese ass kicking film or something and that's not true they make great dramas and chow young fat is one that pulls it off Yes, he can he's actually good. act. Yeah, he's, he's phenomenal. Good. Anyhow, the, the Zhang Zizi, a lot of people don't know who that is. She's a smoking hot little Asian girl um, <laughs> back in that time. And uh, she went on to do a lot of stuff. You'd probably see her in a lot of films if you actually watch Asian films. But I just, I want to say that film was very cool because they kind of took and did what John Woo was kind of already doing. And 
they kind of basically heightened it up. There was a lot of cool films that came out right after Crash and Tiger, Hidden Dragon, that were inspired by that film that were some of the best films. So dig into Asian culture if you're not like, you know, and I, I know a lot of people don't like that, but Donnie Yen is actually one of my favorite actors. And a lot of people are like, who the fuck is Donnie Yen? It's like, yeah, well, you don't really know much about movies, I guess. The whole thing is, is those films are entertaining. Most people get uh, frustrated with them because they don't want to read subtitles. And probably a lot of people just don't read. I don't know. But you should because, man, you, you miss, can miss You can miss some film. great movies, seriously, if you're not willing to once read a, some once subtitles. Upon a time, once Upon a Time in China, oh, my God, dude. Like, I mean, you're talking just phenomenal films. And I haven't seen I that, that one. I put that shit in my top 100. Easy. Oh, fuck. so. I'll give it. I'll give it a shout out and say, dude, that Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon was uh, very. It was very Ang Lee, Americanized Ang Lee, almost like a John Woo type film, and that was cool though. It was, it cool. was really cool action. fantasy action. I think it won an award for the cinematography, which was really outstanding in the film, and the actors were all good, of course. Danny mentioned them all, and the director, so he knew more about it than I do. I just remember seeing it, and it was good film. It's on the list, so there you go. It's a foreign film. Check it out. Next, one that is definitely one of my top ten films of all time in the action genre for sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger is back for another action film because that's all he did good, really. He did comedy. He did drama, but action was his fucking thing. James Cameron directed this film, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I think it's the best, best Terminator film, period. Film. Yes, and then... They did you, more... Yeah, they, James Cameron took on uh, a bitch of a burden when he did that film because they were doing things in that film, CG-wise, that nobody had even heard of. Making, making a liquid Terminator when there's no fucking way to do it. Yeah, turning Robert Patrick into liquid metal. Badass. I mean, just for the 1991, they were doing this shit. It was unheard of. Oh, by the way, we were talking about women of empowerment. Linda Hamilton's go. a bad bitch. Plain she's and so, simple. She was somebody I could believe is a badass bitch. Some girls can pull yeah. this off. She pulled it off as Sarah Connor. Linda Hamilton. Yes, she could do it. She was such a soft-natured person in the first one when Michael Bean first got to her. But then there's that history where seven, eight, nine years go by, John Connor's born, she moves to Mexico, she's held up with all these badass militants, and next thing you know, she's a rock-solid mean bitch. And, and completely believable. Her. Completely believable. She, she sold it, James Cameron directed everybody in this film, and got them all to pull an ace out of their fucking sleeve because Schwarzenegger was at his best. Even the kid that played John Connor, I mean, he was basically a nobody. He never did anything with his career, but he was fucking awesome in this movie. And, uh, and just until, he went on to, until he went on to fuck his life up doing drugs. Yes. <laughs> he was, a, he was a awesome at that. But yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger fucking... <laughs> He knocks it out of the park in this film. It's definitely one of his best movies ever. The story was fucking awesome. Robert Patrick was great as the nemesis Terminator coming to get John Connor and kill him. Uh, everybody in the story 
there was a lot of a lot of other actors that I don't know the names of, uh, but the guy that was working for uh, whoever the fucking evil um, robot manufacturer was. I don't remember what the fuck their name was. Cyberdyne. Cyberdyne Systems, yes. Okay, well, the head of the operations for Cyberdyne Systems, whoever that uh, black male actor was that uh, was running that operation, he did a fantastic job. Anyways, the special effects... Joe Morton. I don't know how the fuck you know that. He's a great actor, though. Because he was also... uh, He's been in a ton of films. He's kind of like what we talk about supporting actors. He's been in a ton of films. And he's always good. TV series. He's always good. Everything else. He was on that small. He was on that Smallville TV show, and I watched that. Yes, I will admit that on the air. Well, that was a good TV series, anyways. But this film <laughs> is a must see if you don't like any of the other Terminator movies because they've made a fucking slew of them. A lot of them have been shitty, but the first one and the second one were fucking awesome. Absolutely. And you see why they keep coming back to it. They, 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 they keep trying to re-stimulate or redo something in this series because there's so much good material to work with. It's just after James Cameron left, nobody else did it right. Yep. And uh, James Cameron has done the Titanic, Avatar, I mean, uh, Aliens. Every movie he seems to touch is fucking gold because he's a wonderful director. So that's why that Terminator was the apex of the Terminator films, in my opinion. So catch that one. Number 14 they got on this list. I loved the Batman series. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Christian Uh, Bale. Christian Bale, his Batman series. I fucking loved him as Batman. They have Dark Knight listed here. It's the one that uh, Heath Ledger was in before he died. He played the Joker. It was a very good Batman movie. Christopher Nolan as the director. Uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker was very good, very convincing, very psychopathic. Uh, Lots of people claim that him adopting that mentality as the Joker is what drove him mad, taking drugs and everything. Whatever, I don't believe it. He probably just mixed a bad cocktail one night with some alcohol and opiates and shit and overdid it. Whatever. Yeah, you're a million you're a millionaire, dude. Cocaine's and cocaine and hookers, you know. I don't know. Who knows? It's nobody sad. really knows. Yeah, I don't think did. that it's I don't think any part that I've seen him play some pretty insane parts in his life, dude. And I'm telling you, I don't think it drove him crazy. Yeah, I just think lots that of people like to just yeah, people just gossip. make up shit. Yeah, it's just, just gossip, people yeah. talking. But he did a great job as a Joker in this film. So if that's what he leaves us as his legacy, there's many other great movies he did. But this Batman was a badass one, and all the ones. Uh, what's his name again? Christian Bell? Why? I can't remember yeah. that. I'm, I'm fucking horrible. I should know because I love Christian Bell. He's a great actor. He does yeah. lots of good films. I mean,. One of my last favorites. Yes, I can see why. He's usually in fit, top, <laughs> top form, handsome fucking guy with a great body. He's done 
crazy fucking body changes for films like the mechanic where he like starved himself to death he was like 120 pounds and then he turns the around machine. and he's yeah a machinist i'm sorry i said the mechanic it was the machinist yes of course Man, that, was like charles, that was charles bronson bro what are you talking about <laughs> yeah the mechanic <laughs> You're right. that's why i need you here for this but Absolutely. the body change he did, the going down to a sack of bones, then turning around a year later and he's 200 plus pounds in Batman. Fucking crazy. Yeah. I mean, Christian Bale can do he's anything. Insane. Has he been fat in a movie? I'm sure he has. <laughs> look, at look, at, look at De Niro. He did the same thing. He got all fucking ripped up at his old age for Cape Fear. Yes. And, yeah, man. I mean, a lot of actors that are like that, character actors, man, that get really into their roles, they do, they go to the extreme. Yep. It's cool. It's nice to see somebody new, somewhat of a new blood. I know he's a little bit older than me, but somewhat of a new blood that's doing the extreme. Christian Bell is definitely one of them. Yeah. He's one of those guys that'll go to an extreme. There's other actors we can sit here and list them off. There's a whole bunch that are willing to do it. Not a whole bunch, but there are some that do it that are great fucking actors and actresses that do a great job at it. But I don't want to hang up on that whole situation because we're just talking about the Batman films. So the Batman films that Christian Bale was in, they're fucking awesome. The one they have listed, the one with the Joker, yes, The Dark Knight was great. So it belongs on the list. I agree with that. Um, next, I listed at number 12, The Bourne Identity. What do you think about that? I like The Bourne series. I will say this much. The whole trilogy beginning to end was extremely well written. The yes. music was phenomenal. Um, I have some of that music on my playlist, man. I agree um, with you on the writing. The writing, whoever wrote the series, the writing was fucking fantastic. Yeah. Maybe it could have been directed a little better or something. The action scenes were good. The writing was fantastic. The storyline was so fun to follow. You want to, you get involved and you like the characters and you want to see what's going to happen next. But the dialogue was so well written, man, and the scenes and everything. So, um, Matt Damon as a super spy, brainwashed motherfucker by the military that has been programmed and everything. Great fucking story. So all of the Born series is awesome. The Born Identity that was the first one, correct? Yes. Yeah, 2002 it came out. And then there was two others that followed up after that, but it's listed on here. Definitely, uh, I don't know about it being in, towards the top of the list, but it's fucking great movie for sure. I'd, I'd say definitely as far as trilogies go, it, um, as long as people don't get spun off on the fact that they did make a another Bourne movie that had nothing to do with the Bourne series. Yeah, it, um, it had some other dude. Who was yeah, the dude that? Some, I don't know. I don't even. It's the guy it. that is in the Avengers. Is Hawkeye? There you go. That guy, the guy played Clinton Barton. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. There you go. Whatever, you know, whatever the fuck his name is, but yeah, yeah the Born trilogy was phenomenal and definitely a must see. I have it. I own it. It's good. I go back every once, maybe a year, and watch them all. Waste six hours of my life watching Matt Damon beat shit out of people because 
short of uh, Goodwill hunting, you're probably not going to see him beat the shit out of too many other people. So, yeah, well, Goodwill hunting is a great one to bring up that Matt Damon was in. Besides the Born Identity movies, but he's better than his counterpart Ben Affleck. I can't stand that guy. He's not that great of an actor, but everybody seems to want to give him credit. Oh, uh, okay. Well, check out that Batman. <laughs> Fucking horrible. But Pattison is much worse. Okay, Absolutely. let's move on to the next one because we can cut down Ben Affleck and Robert Pattison all day long. Uh, this one definitely belongs on here. One of the greatest action films of all time Raiders of the Lost Ark. Harrison Ford. Absolutely. Harrison Ford is Indiana Jones. Indiana Jones films were fucking awesome. Steven Spielberg at the helm, directing. And Raiders of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom, dude. Both of them. Both those fucking films were just. It's not like watching. uh, There's a comparison if you go back far enough to that early '80s, dude. Like with uh, Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner, like Romance in the Stone and Jewel of the Nile. It's kind of not the same thing, but I'm going to say it's kind of the same thing, but it's kind of not the same thing as far as the quality, because Raise the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom were both phenomenal films. Yes, Spielberg. Groundbreaking. Obviously. Groundbreaking. Everything. The acting, the story, the directing. He did it all right. I love I mean, Harrison Ford. Dude. I love I love Harrison Ford, dude. And there you go. And there's Harrison Ford in his prime, 1981. Uh, it's around the same era that he was doing the Star Wars films too, uh, Han Solo. Yep. But here you go. He, you want to see him at his best? Watch the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Any of the Indiana Jones films he was in really are good, in my opinion. But the you, the two you said obviously were the greatest ones. Next, number 10. This is one of my favorite films of all times. We mentioned it earlier. Another James Cameron film, Aliens from 1986. Not the original Alien, to be mistaken. Aliens, plural, was part two. That's the one with Sigourney Weaver uh, taking on uh, hordes of fucking aliens. And uh, James Cameron took over. Ridley Scott did the original one, of course. Uh, but this one was the best one to me. I don't know what you think. I can see how somebody so. would like the original Alien and say that was better. I'm not going to fight you over it, but that was one Alien. It's more of a spook, horror, creep, creep fest about where the, is that Alien on board the fucking the shuttle that's flying through space. This is them on I a planet... I think I want to say, dude, that like the original cast from Alien was Ridley Scott. They couldn't have got a better cast. I mean, we, we talked about people like James Gordon, uh, Yafet Koto, people like that. Dude, Alien was phenomenal. It basically gave a pathway for Cameron to come in and swoop in like he's done before. Terminator, so on and so forth. Right. He, he come in and swoop in and just take a movie and make it even better. And Aliens to me is probably not just from a sci-fi standpoint, but action film, sci-fi, it is literally one of it, it scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. When me I too. watched that, I used to me too. sneak around the corner and sit. I remember the first time I saw it, I was a little kid. I snuck around the corner while my parents were watching it. They couldn't see me because the the way the wall and the couch was, 
and I watched that film and I remember for like weeks I kept thinking dude an alien's gonna pop out of my stomach an alien's gonna <laughs> pop out of my closet I was seeing see fucking shadows on the wall that movie scared the shit out of me I mean cause you were literally around 6 years old when this came out for a little kid to see yeah. this shit that, but fuck dude it's still creepy if you watch it now as an adult I so, love it now so uh, well written, so well directed. So uh, every person in this film did a great job acting in it too. Uh, of course, you know. The best part, the best part of that film is Bill Paxton's character, dude. I love him. He was him. just such a clown. Holy shit, that guy killed me, dude. He has know, a funny. Man. He has a funny comment. It seems like every time he speaks up. But when he gets scared about these fucking aliens and what they're doing, oh, he fucking steals it, dude. Just, man, we're all gonna fucking die, man. We're all gonna die. (laughs) I love it. Just they put that little comedic aspect in there, not meaning to be funny. Especially the part where Sigourney Weaver's like, this little girl here has survived for months with no protection. And he's like, (laughs) put her in charge, man. And I'm just like, dude, this is fucking, it kills me every fucking time I watch it. And I own it, so I I do. I, I'll watch that movie every six months. I don't give a fuck. That's I love a it. great one, dude. It's, Never it's of it. Fucking classic. Definitely belongs in the top uh, of this list. And I'm glad they put it there. So I totally agree with that one. Not everyone on this list, but hey, it's fucking great. Um, definitely one of the best of all times. Can't say enough about it. Could stay glued on that for a long time, but we'll move on to the next one. Number nine, they have listed above that aliens. I don't know how this is better than aliens. It deserves a mention. It belongs on the list, I would say. The Black Panther from 2018. I completely disagree already. Okay, well, the guy that played in this film, sadly, he's passed away. He's another person stolen by cancer. It's because he is a black man playing the lead superhero character, and obviously black people being underrepresented as leaders in action films or any film, really. Um, It was made a big deal that the Black Panther did so well. I thought the film was good. I enjoyed it. I've seen it two or three times now. So I I obviously enjoyed it enough to go back and watch it again. Um, But it was not better than Aliens. How it's so high on this list, I don't get it. Uh, Chadwick Boseman is the guy that played the lead character. He did a great job. It was a good film. Another one of Marvel's hits. Hey, but does it belong on the top as of the list? I mean, as far as, that, as far as that comic book goes, I mean, the portrayal by Chadwick Bossman is is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. And I'm not saying it's like a bad movie, but then you brought up him being black and being represented as leader. I mean, look at people like Morgan Freeman, man. He's played president in movies. You know? And Everybody I would be okay if fucking Morgan Freeman was president. I would be totally okay with Morgan Freeman. Yeah, he'd be a dude. He'd be a hell of a lot better than fucking Obama. Obama was horrible. 
He was just a good well, speaker. Biden is not even, I don't even think he's like half there. I think he's barely alive and kept uh, wired on amphetamines or somebody's got a hand up his ass making him talk. I don't know what's going on. But He's an ass puppet. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, yes. This whole uh, yeah, they had uh, they had Michael B. Jordan in that, you know. B. Jordan was good as the villain. Yes, he was good. Have you seen his TV show? His TV show? Yeah, Michael B. Jordan. I didn't know he had a TV show. No, no, you probably don't watch a lot of TV. I don't blame you. You know, the guy he was in Creed. Obviously, he was the character from Creed Three or whatever. And uh, he has the TV show on Prime now. It's uh, what the fuck is it called? I definitely don't know. I'm not even aware that he it's has a TV show. Apparently, pretty popular. I just I've never watched it, but I was just asking if you had seen it. Yeah, I don't uh, do Prime, so uh, the only one I've got coverage on is Netflix. That's the only one I'm associated with. Got a membership too. It's some it's some kind of spinoff of a a movie, and for some fucking reason, I don't. Know what, oh, Tom Clancy's Without Remorse. Well, if Tom Clancy wrote it, it's probably pretty good. I don't know. It's apparently pretty popular. So man, uh, I don't fucking know, man. Michael B. Jordan. I mean, he's he, he's cool, good actor, great physique. All that shit. He's in the Black Panther that we mentioned. Uh, this is one of the uh, biggest movies Chadwick Boseman ever did. It was a good film. I don't know how it's on the top of this list, but hey, it's there. I didn't want to neglect mentioning it, but because there's some I'm just skipping over because they're not. I don't even fucking agree with them one bit. So I'm going to move on from number 10. Obviously, I'm skipping a couple here up the list to number six on their list. The Matrix, the original, not all the other ones, but the original one, the Matrix from 1999 that Keanu Reeves did was so well written by, I believe, the Wachowskis, the, the brothers. Yep. And they did groundbreaking best special effects in this film here in 99. And the idea of your life is not real, that you're actually plugged in somewhere else. Your biological brain is plugged in somewhere. And what you're experiencing is a computer program so well done by AI that you think it's real. People still talk about it and theorize it as a hypothesis to this day that we're living in some kind of alternate reality matrix program. Yeah. So it made a huge impact on even scientists that theorize about this shit as reality. Don't believe it, but great fucking movie. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's good to say, man. Some of the scientists are probably doing way too many drugs. Some of the stuff um, that scientists theorize about nowadays blows me away with the shit they're talking about as a reality. 
But yeah, I don't necessarily buy that we're plugged in somewhere else. We're being hijacked and we're, you know, as it is in this movie. But that's what started it all was The Matrix in 1999. And, you know, that was a good breakthrough for like female directing, I think. Like female writers, female directing. Um, Wachowski, a lot of people think it's like some dudes or something. It's actually uh, Lena and Lily Wachowski. They're actually females. A lot of people don't know that. I they thought it was brothers. No, it's uh, two women. And um, they did a good job, man. They did a bang up job as far as like, we started seeing the. Good, like crazy ass shit they were doing with computer generation. Like the CG was, had already been out, but dude, they it, were taking it. It was what, that, that groundbreaking scene. The groundbreaking scene was towards the end. Was the bullet time sequence? Is what they all referred to it as, where Agent Smith fires a bullet at Keanu Reeves, and in 3D. While it's filming, the camera moves around him as he bends back and dodges the bullet. It was very unique; it had never been done before. The way that they filmed that, so I like I like Mr. Smith, dude. Um, dude, Agent Smith was Hugo fucking awesome. Hugo Weaving yeah. was awesome as Agent Smith. Nobody could have done uh, it better. I'm a, oh, I kind of wondered whenever he was filming Lord of the Rings if Peter Jackson asked him how much clothes cost in the Matrix. <laughs> And that's another thing. I he was in Lord that. of the Rings. He was great in Lord of the Rings, yeah. too, as one of the elf I just, dudes. I just totally ripped that line off from Grandma's Boy. And fucking uh, Jonah Hill's all like, hey, man, so how much does clothes cost in the Matrix? Because <laughs> <laughs> have you seen that movie, Grandma's Boy? No. Everybody that's listening should watch Grandma's Boy. It's the probably one of the best comedies of all time, like, for real. It Ooh. is so... Depriving and nasty and filthy. Oh, and then I definitely all see guys, it. All the guys that are in that film, you'll recognize them for millions and millions of like everything from, you know, basically Happy Madison Productions. Yeah. Anything that uh, came I out love from all the uh, stuff that Happy Madison really did. I mean, back in the day that uh, San Adam Sandler was doing. Okay, but the Matrix, yeah, the Matrix was groundbreaking. The first one was the best one. Haven't seen the most recent one. I'm sure it will disappoint you, but the first one is the best. Go (laughs) check out the first one. Um, Next on the list is dipping out of the four decade limit that I was talking about, but it's worth mentioning. They have this at number five. I don't believe it's the top five action film of all time. Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee definitely belongs on the list somewhere, but they have it as number five. Maybe it was so groundbreaking that Rolling Stones felt that it needed the number five slot, but definitely Bruce Lee set a tone for physicality, the way action films were supposed to be filmed. I mean, he was, this is, we're talking about, 1973 when Enter the Dragon came out. Nobody was shredded back then. Bruce Lee was. Buff, shredded dude, doing awesome, charismatic scenes that he was acting in, but also fucking killing it in his action scenes. 
to a degree that nobody had ever done before. Um, still a hero of mine. Pound Love for Bruce Lee. Pound for pound, the baddest motherfucker on the planet at that time, for sure. Fucking A. He inspired us. That's, whenever I say that, it's like, it's, that's not me saying that as a fan. That's like people like Shokasugi, Sonny Chiba. We're talking like people that are very well known in that that realm. They were just like, yeah, he's just a guy that's like above everyone else. And not he just in his craft, but as a person. Yes. Yes, definitely. I mean, he wasn't just a great martial artist. He was a great philosopher. He was a great human being. And we just talked about the Matrix. Bruce Lee's mannerisms and the way he performed in martial arts was duplicated in the Matrix. I remember during their fight scene while they're training Keanu Reeves inside the Matrix, who was the guy that was the leader of the resistance of the humans? Do you remember his name? No, I do not. It's the guy that gave Keanu Reeves the choice over the pills to take. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Okay, he's training Keanu Reeves in the Matrix to be a martial artist. And Lawrence Fishburne does the Bruce Lee hand wave of come on. You know, he does that little thing thing with his hand. Bruce Lee started that. So many mannerisms that Bruce Lee did, like the thumb to the nose, like, you know, he's doing this little thing. I don't know. You just have to see him in action. You can catch him doing so many things in Enter the Dragon that people emulate to this day. He was fantastic in that movie. He was fantastic in most every movie that he did. So You know what's weird, man? They, they, they talk about like Bruce Lee being up there in that list. I want to just mention that for everybody who doesn't know, the guy that actually trained Bruce Lee was what they call they called him IP man. Yes. And they made some there's good a movies. film by a guy who I mentioned earlier, one of my favorite actors, Donnie Yen. Yeah. If you haven't seen IP Man, definitely watch that one. Yeah, the that first the first one's ass. great. Yeah. The first one's great. The second one's great. Uh, I don't know. Have they done three or four now? IP Man? There was uh, three that Donnie M was part of. Then they did like some kind of spinoff shit. Yeah, I think you he know, fought Mike, Mike Tyson in one of them, didn't he? Fuck if he did. I didn't watch that one. Thank God. It was, it was the third or fourth one. But anyways, that the first IP man and the second one are definitely badass. And Donnie M does a fantastic job. Um, and, and yes, and yeah, IP man was the person that originated. Uh, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was training with the IP men. Okay, next on the list, I love these movies. You may say, fuck you, Jason, you're wrong. John Wick. Fuck you, Jason, you're wrong. What? <laughs> no matter what, I, I'm always wrong. John Wick, 2014, the original, the first one of the series, where Keanu Reeves, we were talking about The Matrix earlier, it's, it's different. It's like a... Uh, but but still, I mean, here we got another series that Keanu Reeves did that was fantastic in my mind. John Wick, it's like almost like he's doing martial arts with guns, in my opinion. He's and like Yes. And it's so funny what motivates him that starts this series is somebody breaks in, robs his house, and kills his puppy. Kills his fucking dog. Kills his fucking dog 
So he goes on a goddamn killing spree, killing all the mobsters, everybody in the family, because they killed his dog. Big mistake. You and I went to the, you and I went to the theater and saw it together. Yes, and it was so funny. It's like, you, sh- you shouldn't have killed my dog. So he fucking kills everybody. So yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that first film that he did was just absolutely ass kicking, murdering, obliterating. Don't fucking kill my dog, kind of shit. And it's you feel like in your heart it's justified because they so brutally kill his puppy, stomping on it. It's like okay, you 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 have my support, John Wick. Kill fucking everybody for that dog. Make them all pay. And he does. I don't he have murders. a fucking dog. I don't have a dog per se, so I don't know. But like, if somebody came over and fucked with my snails or something, I'd totally go John Wick on their ass. <laughs> it's just animals are innocent, and an innocent puppy. Okay, you're not. You don't kill an innocent little puppy. It's oh, it's, no, no. it's it's rotten. It's wrong. Even as annoying as these motherfuckers are over there. Yes, I you do have some annoying him. dogs next to you. But nobody can kill John John Wick's puppy. Not allowed. <laughs> Clearly. Okay, so the whole John Wick series to me, there's three of them, as far as I'm aware. Damn, they're, they're all good. I, mean, I saw I saw the first two. I haven't yeah. seen the third one, so I can't comment. But okay. the first one was great. The second one was okay. I'll give you another classic movie. I'm sure you're going to agree with this one. Uh, maybe not the placing of where it's at, but they have it. Number two, Die Hard with Bruce Willis. I love the original Die Hard. Get PKA, motherfucker. Yep. He de- that was before Bruce Willis became a regular on DVD at gas stations. Um, <laughs> yeah, now it's my I watched the roast of Bruce Willis. Edward Norton was on there. I mean, I'm telling you, dude, they they told him how it was. Even his own ex wife, Demi Moore, came on and was like, Is there really? anything you won't turn down? Yeah, they're like, or Literally, is there anything you won't turn down? Yes, because now his, literally, his agent, they were making a joke saying his agent was just like on speed dial saying, Oh, he'll take it. Yeah, don't like worry. No Bruce, matter what. Bruce Willis will do if it. He, he doesn't care. If he has, it's like Nicholas Cage did for a while. Though, in That's fact, where Nicholas Cage you, is at now. Nicholas Cage will do anything, just like Bruce Willis will do anything. They've, you know, you know who all started it, man, was Steven. Spiegel. He was the guy that couldn't turn anything down. No, and then so Nicholas Cage. I don't even feel like Steven Seagal deserves to be mentioned with Nicolas Cage and Bruce Willis, but for some people, they would say that's all right. The first three movies, I will say, as far as action films go, the first three movies that Steven Seagal did were very good. Outside of that, nothing was garbage. Um, And who was the villain? You will know the villain's name in Die Hard. Like his character name or who he is? That's who? Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. He did yeah. a fantastic job as the villain in Die Hard. It was Hans Gruber? <laughs> yes. And in the third, in, in the third movie, the villain was 
played by Jeremy Irons, who is a much more phenomenal actor than any of those people ever. Jeremy Irons is fucking him. awesome, too. You know, the whole Die Hard series really is pretty damn good. It is. I, I have them. I'm not going to lie. I've got a box set. Yeah. Um, so. but the, I mean, a lot of it was kind of weird. Like, who's his son? Who's his daughter? It's just kind of weird, but we have Lucy now that here's the son and but I'll be honest with you even as douchey as the boy was that played uh his son that was actually a really good movie I yeah. thought it was good yeah I agree uh, it's, uh, Bruce Willis pulls them all off even if the story's not as solid as the very first one you know progressively the story probably gets a little bit more weird and wacky with most of the diehards but they're all good the first one is definitely like, the home run series of the series, though. Dude, it's like Edward Norton said, "No, I can't be like Bruce Willis because he's Bruce fucking Willis. He's like, apparently, you can do the shittiest, fucked up, most fucked up things in the world and still have positive income from it. Right. And Edward Norton, of course, obviously being a, you know, Mr. Collegiate actor and a very good... He's a character actor, you know. There's very few people I think have the quality that Edward Norton has as far as acting, but he's just kind of a rarity in that generation. But it's funny because Bruce Willis, man, a lot of people don't know it, man. He was tending bar in New York City, dude. Like when he really? got approached to be an actor on Moonlight. Yes, when he got approached to be in a, a moon in Moonlighting with opposite Civil Shepherd in the eighties. Wow. and he just picked up acting like like that. Now, like he didn't have any training, no, dude. None. No formal training. Wow, I did not know that no. about Bruce Willis. No, he had man. this cool, charismatic way of de- delivering his lines and doing. He he just naturally was good in action scenes and stuff too. So, hey, whatever he, 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 he pulled know, it he off. Did TV, he, he did a TV dramedy with uh, Civil Shepherd called Moonlighting. And that's when I first saw Bruce Willis. I never saw my brother that. And it was actually pretty good as far as dramedies go, I guess. And then all of a sudden, this motherfucker busts out and does Die Hard. Now, granted, he went on to do Hudson, Hux and Hawk, which was a terrible fucking movie. Um, but <laughs> he, he did a lot of great films, man. Even Blind Date with Ken Basinger. It was a comedy, but it was still, it was a pretty solid movie. Yeah, I don't know what happened to him in the last decade. He just went downhill. I just don't, dude. The 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 whole thing is, is how the fuck does somebody like that become an action superhero? Like seriously, he's an average guy. Yeah, no, I mean, dude, you don't have to sell it to me. Everybody in the world that's acted with him is like, dude, how the fuck are you, Bruce Willis? I mean, for real, right? Like, how did you do it? How did you make fucking three hundred million dollars? We just don't get it. Yeah, he, of course he, gave up, he gave up 90 million of that to Demi Moore when he divorced her, but you know, and then uh-huh. Planet Hollywood was a failure. <laughs> yeah, and he bought in on that Planet Hollywood with Schwarzenegger and Salon. It didn't go well. Okay, but Bruce Willis, yeah, Die Hard, definitely a classic action movie. Um, and the first one, for sure, see that if you haven't. Next one, I am going to get probably some backlash from you on. They have this as number one action movie. We skipped from number six to number one? No, that was number two. Die Hard was number two on their list. Oh, wow. 
Yeah, I skipped okay. from like number six to number two because there's four of the movies I've never fucking heard of. I have no clue how they made the list. I'm telling you, Rolling Stones definitely screwed up. But they gave us a lot of stuff to talk about, a lot of good mentions here. But the one they have as number one is going to make you laugh. I promise. Mad Max Fury Road, 2015, the remake. Not the one oh, Mel Lord. Gibson did. Oh, my Lord. I mean, as far as, like, Australian actors, you know, Australian top films going, like, if you want to go back to Mad Max or even beyond Thunderdome with uh, fucking Tina Turner, dude, those were still both better. And yes. The I'm going to tell the you, one, the fact that you put that on there, I'm, a, I'm now that you say what you have said from the past 50 films we've talked about, I'm surprised there's even decent films on that list. That really just broke me. That is that absolutely. Broke me. That was probably one it, of the worst fucking films. Probably one of the worst fucking films, and I recommend nobody watch it because it's terrible. Of course, it was absolutely I am in, I'm in total agreement with you because I did watch it, and I know you did too. Just to say that nobody should watch it, it was horrible. The Mad Max remake was terrible, and I love Tom. Is it Tom Hardy? Yes. That's the guy that played Mel Gibson's character in the Mad Max remake. I love Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron's in it also, but you can't make a good movie out of a shitty written script. So even though these are fantastic actor and actress that are in the lead roles, sorry, the script fucking blew. It sucked. It's, and they it's just tried to make great. Magazine. They tried to make great big action scenes and all this special effects, but it sucked. The fucking movie blew. I hated it. Yeah, I would say it's uh, Rolling Stone is fucked up, man. Like, I guess maybe it's because it's music based magazine that maybe because Zoe Kravitz was in it, dude. They're like, well, we got to pay her homage because we love Lenny Kravitz. I don't know, dude. That's terrible. Yeah. That's absolutely terrible. At least I could have went, oh, well, maybe they got a reason to put Mel Gibson's original Mad Max on there, or Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, because it's a classic, but the remake was just horrible. I saw it one time. That was enough for me. It was horrible. Well, just That's- wait, folks, because there's a sequel called The Wasteland. And well, it's coming I hope they do better. I hope they do better. No, they now that's that's Rolling Stone's list, bro. That's it. <clears throat> that's all they had there. And I didn't mention a great many of movies they have on the list. Do you have an action movie that they didn't mention on that list that we should at least mention? I mean, as far as like action, I mean like all out type action films. I mean, I would have to say that if anybody's a fan of good action films. Pretty much, uh, you can chalk it up to, depending upon the decade, I would say Steve McQueen. Most of his films were action-based. Um, he was in some of the best. Uh, Brando did some good action films. Um, Streetcar Named Desire. Um, we can go back to McQueen. I mean, there's. I'm sure they put... So some McQueen films on there that you skipped over, they would have they, to if they, they didn't. They might have because they, they have some of the movies in the '60s and '70s I just didn't mention. 
but there's a lot, man. I mean, that list was. I just wondered if there was one that you're just like, we didn't even talk about that movie, and that was a, a classic, one of the greatest of all times, or anything like that. Well, I guess it base it's got to be based on the fact that you look at the characters who have portrayed action, like people like Sylvester Stallone. There's movies right on there, there that are great. That's like, what I was just going to say, is there was no mention, no mention of Sylvester Stallone's movies at you got all. Behind you. Yeah, that's G. That? that's G there. Oh. What's um, up, G? Danny said hello. <laughs> There's no... There's no mention of Sylvester Stallone on the whole list, and he did the classics Rambo, the whole series Rambo, the first one, freaking phenomenal, and the Rocky series, the first one, phenomenal, won hey, lots man. of awards. They didn't mention any Dude, of the, his movies. Do they do not like Sylvester did. Stallone? <laughs> they don't. They're, they're, they're biased, I guess. Dude, like, Daylight was a great film. Daylight was a great action film. I loved it. I thought Stallone was superb in that. Everybody was like, he can't act, he can't act. He's like, it's like, dude, he acted his ass off there. Like, and it was a good action film. It and, was. Uh, I don't see how the, the either one of those series can't be brought up and not a single one of those films from the, either of those series be listed in the top 50. Well, I'll tell you one that, that really busts my balls. We talked about Schwarzenegger. You know what movie wasn't on there? The Running Man. I was going to say the same running. thing. I was going to say running. the same damn thing. I was going to bring that up. That that one movie right there, The Running Man, nobody seems to ever mention it, but it was fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed The Running Man. That was definitely different for its time period, man. And yes, a game show of There's probably a lot, dude. I could probably go on, man. One of my favorite films, we, they did mention a Michael. No, we didn't. We talked about Michael Mann films. Like, Heat. Heat was a good film. Dude, did one of my favorite up. films of all time. We had Last to mention that because The Last of Mohicans, that was uh, Daniel Day Lewis. Right? Yes. Yes, Daniel, yeah. one of Daniel Day Lewis's uh, best films ever. Um, and he's done so many good ones, but The Last of Mohicans was freaking awesome. Still one of my favorites to this day. It should be. And that didn't make it on the list. I don't know if it's not considered an action film to them, if it's more of a drama, but there's plenty of action scenes in it. Uh, lots of worth murder. Yes, lots of murder. <laughs> I think anytime there's blood, I think anytime there's bloods and, and guts and people are making an effort to make that happen, it should be an action film. <laughs> Well, it's definitely one of those that'll get you stimulated watching it. So I don't know of any others we could bring up or mention at this point, and we've already hit it for two hours on this. So nice. Yeah, I'd say we covered the action genre pretty well. Rolling Stones did their best. It was pretty pathetic, but like I said, I cut out a lot of this. A lot of the stuff they mentioned just wasn't even worth mentioning to me. And, or it was just too old to even bring up the time period that it was in. It was either 50s, 60s, or 70s or something. So I tried to keep it more current. And they had some good ones on there. Some ones that we definitely agreed with. And hey, that's the best we can do for you for now. So we'll leave it at that and move on. And until the next episode, there's your action list to go check out. Yes. Next Thanks time for... we should do horror films. Oh yeah, I would love to. 
So thanks for joining in on this one, Dan. I appreciate your help going over the action list. And of course, your help was needed because you have much more knowledge than I do about the actors and directors and all that stuff. So I'm glad you assisted me on going through this list. Um, until the next one, that's it for this show. Thanks for joining in, folks. You're still here, so please rate and review the show on whatever podcast host you are listening to this episode on. And if you feel the need, look in the description below the podcast and find out where you can go to support the podcast. There should be a link, and you can subscribe for $1 a month up to $10 a month to help support and keep this show rolling. And I would greatly appreciate it. So thanks again, everyone out there in podcast land. Until the next episode, take care of yourself. I'm out. Do not consider these episodes as medical advice or expertise in any area. I do deconstruct some experts and their material and deliver it to you. But please do all this at your own risk.